Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, all of the places, or listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the home today, making us sound good. QB2. She's uh, the pride of East Lansing. What's uh, what's the East Lansing area code? Do you know? I have no idea. Let's look this up. Hello, friends. East Good to Lansing. be here once Harlan. again. <laughs> uh, East Lansing. Oh, my gosh. My computer's going nuts. I should know this, but I don't. Yeah, cut. You are, because I've been referring to Pickle as Miss 305. Right. You're Miss 517. <laughs> That does not even sound good. That just What's sounds. What's up, Miss Five One Seven? People would be like, "Why?" Well, you know, you know, East Lansing. Why? No, don't don't ask. Uh, yeah, I'd love to ask fewer <laughs> questions. Today <laughs> is Thursday, November seventeenth, twenty twenty-two. One week from Thanksgiving. We are exactly one A week, week away. From today, you know what's crazy is too? The best day of the year. Last night, I left work here. I probably left work around. 6:40, um, this office, and she's out here. Grinding, it took me grinding. Um, it took me almost an hour to get home last night because the highways were so backed up. And I called you my boyfriend, and I was like, "I don't." I called my boyfriend, and I was like, "I don't understand what's going on. Why is it so backed up? Like, if it were this time next yes. week, Thanksgiving and stuff, people are trying to get home and into their families and stuff. But like, every highway around me was backed up, and I have no idea why. So it took me an hour to get home last night. Maybe it is. Maybe people are prepared. People are just getting ready and excited. They're like you. They're they're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Uh, happy birthday to RuPaul. RuPaul's 62 today. RuPaul um, is presently, there is a show on Nickelodeon. Who is that? Do you know who RuPaul is? No. Um, RuPaul, I want to make sure I get there. Um, uh, he is a, uh, he's like a, a kind of a, like a famous drag queen. And um, okay, and he and but he like you ever seen RuPaul's Drag Race stuff like that things like that. No, anyway, he's he's there's now a show on Nickelodeon, uh, the uh, the Tiny Chef show. Okay, there's a Tiny Chef. There's a new show on Nickelodeon, and there's a lot to like about the uh, uh, Tiny Chef show. One of which uh-huh. is that the uh, the MC and like the announcer is RuPaul, which is kind of crazy. Oh, cool. Anyway, 
I'll yeah. check it out. Anyway, happy birthday, RuPaul. Uh, it's episode 1,500. Let's go. 1,500. That's a lot of shows. This oh, is a milestone. Yeah. That's a lot. We are halfway to 3,000. So we've now had, for all of our like round numbers, we've had three different like producers. Max was a producer on yeah. 500. Ashley was a producer on 1,000. And now Mallory, you're the producer for Let's go. I love it. On today's show, folks, it's a big husky show. It's a big chonky show. Chonk. We're going to roll out the top 10 Texas high school ball games of the week. Then we're going to be joined by the small college insider for Dave Campbell's Texas football, Corey Hogue, on the um, precipice on the, um, uh, we're, we're, we're right, we're about to start the Division Two and Division Three playoffs. Yes. Yeah, we are, we're, we're on, on the, on the verge of, of it. We're on yep. the, whatever, you know, we're on the, we're the on the cusp. breach, yeah. et cetera. We'll talk with him about that. And then back half of the show, the picks, my high school football predictions for every single Texas high school football UIL playoff game this weekend. So we'll get into that. All right, Mal Pal, let's roll it out. Let's start. The uh, let's start the show by talking about the top ten Texas high school football playoff games this weekend, which it's hard to break down. It's getting increasingly more difficult to break these down, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, what, like, what are you going to do? Like, there's like, so many, like, there's good so ones. many good games. Yeah. So we've gone in the lab. We have a specific, like, a very <laughs> a lab. We've we we've gone in the lab, lab and we we've got uh, we've got a very scientific method and a very scientific formula for coming up with the top ten Texas high school football playoff games of the weekend. Very, it's very high tech. I I would explain it, but it would just take too much time. Yeah, yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Let's so roll. You out. just don't want it. You just don't want. Let's roll out the top ten Texas high school football games of the week. We'll start in the middle. Three o'clock Saturday in Arlington. Do you want to say it? I'm supposed to say live on TexanLive.com. Live on TexanLive.com. It's the South Oak Cliff <laughs> Golden Bears against the L- Lucas Lovejoy Leopards in a. What I've termed as an anxiety bowl, two teams that have got to be feeling like, oh, I don't know if we got it this year. Uh, after after last week, uh, Lovejoy survives uh, against White House while South Oak Cliff puts up 126 yards of total offense and finds a way to beat Mansfield Summit. That's a real stat, 126 yards That's of offense. That's wild. That is crazy. Um, the, the real headline here, we'll talk about this more in the picks, but the real headline matchup here is the South Oak Cliff uh, secondary, the defensive backs up against this Lovejoy receiver core, which is so, so, so good. So that's a huge game Saturday in Arlington. You can watch it live on TexanLive.com. It will be two seconds from me. Because so, I live That's oh, right. You live in Agtown. That's mm-hmm. right. 7 o'clock Friday at Kincaid Stadium in Dallas. Again, this may be flying under the radar. 5A Division One action as the Longview Lobos take on the Frisco Lone Star Rangers. There was... Lone Star's weird this year. I saw them in person. Yeah. And they're they're just hard to figure out. I mean they So they I got think a, the game that, that I went to, they, they had like four turnovers or something. So they're nine and two, but their losses are to Frisco Reedy, who's undefeated. That's the game I went to. And no, then they had and then they got kind of bodied by Frisco Wakeland. Which that's is the one game that I went everyone to. Everyone was just like what? Yeah, that's What's the one going I went on to. Here? What's all this then? But they've they've figured things out, and their defense has been pretty consistently excellent. Um, they will need to be even more consistently excellent going up against Longview, uh, taking on the Lobos, who I think are the favorite in 5A Division One. So excited to see what happens there in that 5A Division One uh, clash. I would have to think Longview's the favorite, but Lone Star certainly lurks. Seven o'clock Friday in Frisco at the Star in Frisco, live on Bally Sports Southwest. 
It's the Denton Geyer Wildcats in the Highland Park Scotties. Um, this one's so good. This is one of one of only two matchups of unbeaten's in Texas high school football this week. The the other one is Union Hill and Abbott in one A Division one. One Division one. One Division one. Um, Highland Park has had a weird year, uh, despite being unbeaten. I think that they've flown under the radar a little bit. Part of it is that their their district kind of isn't very good. Yeah, they were um, stuck there with like Richardson and, and, and Irving. Irving and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they were thrown into a pretty soft district and mowed through them. And th- now, to be clear, with the exception of Jesuit, who's the second best team in that district and still alive in the playoffs, mm-hmm. they mowed through everybody like they should. But if you look at their other games, the games against like competitors, you know, contenders, right? Florida Marcus, Louisville, last week against Arlington Bowie, mm-hmm. a little bit more of a challenge. This will be their biggest challenge. By a factor of about five this year. Yeah. Um, Denton Geyer looking great. Quarterback, uh, of, of course, Jackson Arnold leading the way. Landon Sides, wide receiver. Uh, Peyton Bowen kind of do-it-all athlete. It's going to be up to Brennan Storer to kind of match um, Jackson Arnold throw for throw and play for play in this one. I think Highland Park, their best way to a win is get this game into a close and late and close situation and then pull out that HP magic. That's kind of, that's kind of their path here. Because... Geyer's the better team. I don't. I don't really think I'm going on a limb here mm-hmm. when I say that Geyer's the better, yeah. more proven team right now. But we'll find out a lot about that. Highland Park's kind of been dipping their toes a little bit into six A all year, mm-hmm. you know, and now they're just about to s- jump right in with the Sharks. They're about to do a cannonball. How to swim. Oh, exactly. Yeah. They're about to do a cannonball. Seven thirty p.m. Friday night in Lubbock at Lubbock Trinity Christian. It is a one A Division two area round matchup between the Klondike Cougars and the Whit Harrell Panthers. It sounds like, actually, based on what I'm I'm reading from from people who six man folks, I six man opinions I respect, mm-hmm. kind of sounds like I'm kind of on an island here by liking Klondike. Um, Klondike is eight and three, but I think they're a lot better than their record would show. Their losses are to Lorraine, Ira, and Jayton, who are combined twenty six and seven on the year. Last week they had a great win over Sanderson. Creed Warren is their kind of do it all athlete. Whit Harrell's defense has been excellent all year. Um, the guy to know for them is Shamadric Weaver. Yep. I think that this is going to be. I think that the higher scoring game this is, the more it benefits Klondike. Uh, this game is going to be a lot of fun out there at Lubbock Trinity One A Division Two area round matchup. Seven o'clock Friday night in Houston. Live on TexanLive.com. It is a 6A Division II area round matchup between the Umble Summer Creek Sharks and the Alvin Shadow Creek. I'm sorry, Umble Summer Creek Bulldogs and the Alvin Shadow <laughs> Creek Sharks. That's a mouthful. There's just, it's, okay, they're both SC. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> and the C is Creek. Yes. Like, I cannot be held responsible. Okay. <laughs> this is, we talked about this on Tep and Step. This is in many ways a referendum on District 23-6A. Humble Summer Creek came from District 21-6A, that's North Shore, Tascacita District. All four of those teams are still alive. All four of the teams from District 21-6A swept through. Shadow Creek is the last, is the district champion, 11-0 out of, out of uh, uh, District 23-6A, but they're the only team left out of that district. And so my question is, is 23-6A... Like, is Shadow Creek just a product of a, of a bad of district? A bad, bad district. That's yeah. kind of what we'll find out. I'm really interested in that game, uh, 7 o'clock Friday in Houston. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Katy. Live on TexanLive.com. It's the <laughs> 5A Division Two area round matchup between the Austin LBJ Jaguars and the Port Neches Groves Indians. Um, 
Craig Way was on our show on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and he mentioned about how this is like the purple parade for LBJ because last week they beat Elegant, who's purple, and now mm-hmm. they played Portage Groves, who's purple. A lot of this really ultimately comes down to like, like again, many of the questions we've had is is how quickly can LBJ stand on the gas? I think that LBJ is a pretty good team. I really do. I mean, they're nine and two. They're kind of a team that's kind of flown under the radar a little bit too, just because they, I don't think they've had they no. were as good as they were. They are as good as they were last year. I think that's part of it. Part of it is that they're not they're not as good as they were last year. That's a really unfair bar, you know what I mean, to For judge sure. a team on. Uh, but but. That, that is true. That's just the matter of the fact. That's a matter yeah. of fact. Uh, the other thing is that they are they play a tough non district. They uh, they lose to six A Manor and then they lose to Parish Episcopal as the number one private school team in the state. Right. Well, and they moved up. And they moved to up class. to five A Division too. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they go into a district where they are not just better than everyone. According to the computer, their closest game was a thirty five point. Like, Jeez. they were 35-point favorites against Austin Crockett. That's wild. Now they take on Cole Crippen and Port Natchez Groves, who's a, who's a bona fide, certified, pretty good team. Mm-hmm. And who has come out of a much tougher district, Fort Ben Marshall, Dayton. They are at least most more recently more battle-tested. Mm-hmm. And so that's the real question here is how quickly can LBJ stand on the gas? I'm very intrigued to see how this all plays out. 7 o'clock tonight in Springtown. Pojo Land. Three Division One action. I think flying under the radar. The Bells Panthers takes on take on the Comanche Indians in a really intriguing game. Bells uh, has that uh, has two losses on the year. One of them is that district loss to Gunner. The other one they have a loss to Whitesboro, which has aged pretty well overall. Um, this is a real interesting test for them because. I'm not sure that they've, you know, I think you could install them as, as maybe a, a little bit of an underdog. Comanche has had a really nice year. Comanche is 10-1, that one loss in the years to Toller, who's unbeaten. Um, this is, they have a win over Albany. They've, I mean, they've been, now it's a 3 over 2A, D2. I don't know how much stock I put in that. All that's to say, Joaquin Escobar's done a great job with Comanche kind of getting their wheels back on. This is a big test for uh, against going up against Bells, who run that kind of wing T slot T offense that's going to be hard to, to diagnose in one week. Um, but I think a real, I think in three division two, we're all just kind of waiting for Gunner, and especially in region two, we're all just kind of waiting for Gunner. But I think region two is deeper than people think, and that's a perfect example of, of an exa- of, of one of those games. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Corpus Christi. It is a 5A Division One area round matchup between the PSJA North Raiders and the Corpus Christi Miller Buccaneers. And it is time for a referendum on Valley football. This is it, folks. Yep. Yeah. This is it. We've been talking all year long about how this is the Valley's best shot to make a st- to win a region mm-hmm. in years. And I would couple this with the other game there in Corpus Christi, Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial and Edinburgh Vela. Yeah. Those are, in my opinion, those four teams I just listed, Edinburgh Vela, Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial, PSJA North, and Corpus Christi Miller. Those are the four best teams in Region 4. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to play one another. Yep. This is their biggest test. This is, this, this is it. Yeah. If they do, if they, if they... I am comfortable saying that if PSJA North and Edinburgh Vela win their region, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna meet in a regional final. Yeah. We'll have an all re, well, an all Valley regional final. Man. There's other Valley teams that can make a run too. Brownsville Veterans Memorials in there too. Mm-hmm. This is though a real test for PSJA North. They are a much more 
they are really physical up front and they grind you out. Mm-hmm. But Miller's got speed, and that is something that PSJ North has not seen this year. The kind of speed with Laniakis and company they're going to have. They're going to need a big game from Ali Aparicio, their quarterback, their PSJ North. I'll tell you this the computers love the Valley teams. Really? Love them. Our computer has PSJ North as a nine point favorite, and Vela is a 17 point favorite. Wow. I don't know if I, I think that's a little rich for me, but huge games, and arguably, this is one of the biggest weeks for Valley football in like 30 years. Yeah. This is a be. massive week for them on the statewide scale. Six o'clock Friday in Woodrow, out there near Lubbock. It is a 2A Division One area round matchup between the Cisco Big Damn Lobos and the Stratford Elks. I make the point on the, the picks video. We'll hear more about that here in a minute. I make the point on the picks video that I think Stratford might be the quietest unbeaten defending state champion in Texas high school uh-huh. football history. Like, they're just mowing past. They've won 23 in a row. They've, they've got a new uh, sophomore quarterback in Bryce Braden who stepped up in a big way. Julio Valdez they're, they're, uh, has led the way on the, what has been an outstanding defense. Going up against Cisco, Hunter Long in the command of that run-first offense, and their defense has been pretty good. I think they're playing their best football right now. They whomped Reagan County last week. This is, a this is in many ways, Stratford's real, like, welcome to Division One moment. Yes. And if they pass it, then we, we need to start talking about them in big, big, serious terms. So that's a huge game there. And 7 o'clock Friday night in Weatherford, another 2A Division I matchup, this one in Region 2, as the Coleman Blue Cats take on the Crawford Pirates in a game that I also think is flying under people's radar. Computers got this as a pick Coleman has been great. 9-2 and two on the year. Their only losses on the year are to Toller, unbeaten by 10, and then Atlanta. That's a 3A Division I team, so I don't know if it's necessarily fair to judge them on that. But this is a Coleman team that has some individual playmakers that are going to make this really fun and difficult, I think, for uh, for, for Crawford. There's a Crawford team that's that's mowed through a difficult district. Uh, they are 11-0. Their defense has been relentless. But I do think there's a Coleman defense that can go stop for stop and maybe match up with them physically. The question we have for Coleman is depth. If Crawford is able to wear them down, they're going to win the game. I think this game is going to be really fun, and, and I'm excited to see how this game works. Uh, um, you know, play, plays out. I think this is flying under people's radar. Coleman and Crawford in Weatherford on Friday night. There it is, the top 10 Texas high school football games this weekend. You can find dozens of games to stream on TexanLive.com. Lots of them. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. And now, a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. 
Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Mallory, let's go to the hotline and let's welcome in our small college insider here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football because the Division Two and Division Three playoffs are nigh. We are pleased to be joined by our friend Corey Hoke. Corey, what's going on, my friend? Man, it's a great time. We got four teams already in the playoffs and could get two more in this week. Can't be happier. It is a good time to be a small college fan in the state of Texas. You can uh, find all of Corey's work at TexasFootball.com. Let's go smallest to largest here and start first with uh, with Division Three. Division Three. The brackets came out last Sunday uh, to much fanfare and uh, a little bit of history made in the state of Texas. First time since 2011 that we get three teams in there in Baylor, uh, Mary Harden, Baylor, Trinity, and Harden-Simmons. I'm interested to hear kind of what you make of uh, the draw overall for the for the Texas squads. Oh, I, I think the draw was um, about what we expected, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest with you. With three teams getting in, it looked like going in the last weekend we were going to have – three teams in the playoffs there. It just um, – I think if Mary Harden-Baylor can win this weekend, we set up another All-Texas matchup mm-hmm. next weekend. And then it really from there it just depends on who is – who wins Trinity and Harden-Simmons as far as location. But the path is the path. You got five games. You have to win five to win a national title. And that path starts this weekend. You know, I think that I think people are probably not surprised to see um, the the American Southwest Conference teams here. Harden Simmons, of course, is a team that came in with, with much fanfare. Mary Harden Baylor at this point needs no introduction at the Division Three level, but Trinity Trinity is a bit of the surprise, a bit of the the party crasher here uh, from uh, from you know the winning their conference, the SAA. Um, at ten and zero, they have looked the part. For for folks who are unfamiliar with the Tigers, what can you tell them about? This team is one of the fastest rising teams at the top levels of Division Three. The last, this is their second consecutive year in the playoffs, and they gave Mary Harden Baylor the only other team who gave them a tougher run last year. The crew was Harden Simmons, mm-hmm. and that was during the season. Trinity is just a solid team. They've got a really good defense. They've got Tucker Horn, who was who was a quarterback at Graham. He leads an offense that that can just put up numbers. And the last few weeks, they've really been hitting their stride overall as a team. They're they're entering the playoffs, and they're a real threat. And uh, I, I think they have to be probably a, a favorite over Harden Simmons this week, but that's a Cowboys team that is going to come in with fire, breathing fire. They're ready. They had a really bad showing. Some turnovers hurt them against Mary Harden Baylor this year, and, and they're they're excited to return to the playoffs after getting left out last year. This is going to be a heck of a battle in San Antonio on Saturday. Well, and and then you know you you mentioned the the, the Harden Simmons. Uh, I think everybody's going to have their pay, paying attention to Mary Harden's uh, or I'm sorry Harden Simmons and Trinity there on on Saturday. But the, you know you look at Mary Harden Baylor and and maybe maybe the the bar is just too high for them. But I think we're like oh nine and one. We're like hmm, what's wrong with Mary Harden Baylor? Um, back into the playoff, and this is usually where they make their hay. Um, down there in Belton, I'm I'm interested in how you size up this first round matchup with Huntington, which I have to admit, until I started researching him, I was completely unaware of. Uh, <laughs> how 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 would you size up this matchup? 
it, it's actually an intriguing matchup. Huntington can give them some troubles. They really can't because screw if there's one weakness to the to the Mary Hard Baylor defense this year, it's a young secondary. And they're gonna get challenged this week. Huntington has the chance to really kind of stretch the field on them a little bit. And so they're gonna need to get pressure from their front four and help out that secondary a bit this weekend. I, I don't think you can bet against the crew um, as much as I did in the preseason. I think I've kind of gotten over that that itch now. So, <laughs> but I, I'll tell you that that one loss they had was to Wisconsin Whitewater on the road. Who they was a Wisconsin Whitewater was a national semifinalist mm-hmm. last year and needed a 99 yard drive to beat the crew. So. You know, they could easily still be undefeated. They talk about hitting a stride. What they did last week against McMurray was your we're ready for the playoffs, Mary Harden Baylor. That's scary. Most certainly. Uh, we're talking to Corey Hogue, our small college insider here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation and a hashtag TF Today. All right, so let's uh, move up to Division Two. We'll talk about Division Two, where uh, the champions of the Lone Star Conference, the unbeaten Angelo State Rams, uh, are the uh, earned the top seed in Super Region Four. They're out of the Division Two bracket. Um, uh, that's that's a, a certainly a welcome sign of respect from the Division Two uh, uh, selection committee, which hasn't always necessarily been respectful of the Lone Star Conference. But I also feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like th- this was more or less undeniable with what Angelo State had put together this year. To tell you how dominant the Rams were this year, they went into the final week of the season against Midwestern State, and even if they had lost that game, they would still have been the top seed in the region yeah. this year. That's just how good the Rams are. It's the first time they've gone undefeated in a regular season since the 1978 season that ended in an NAIA national title for Angelo State. So it's really exciting. They they are really got the fan bases going they, they could be at home. They may not have to leave. There's a good chance. If they keep winning, they're not leaving the state of Texas with the national title game being in McKinney. And my goodness, wouldn't we love to cover hmm. Angelo State in a national title game? Yeah, it would be, you know, be easy on the on the expenses. I'll tell you that one. We all, we all sleep in our own beds. Um, and, and so, yeah, so so when you take a look, let's take a look, kind of zoom out and take a look at the Division Two kind of bracket as a whole. Obviously, Angelo State's going to enter as as one of the favorites. But at the same time, you know, this is it, it's, it's a tough road to hoe for them. Um, play bracketologist for me for a moment. When you take a look at, at their path, they get that first round by, which is so important. Um, what what do you see from the Division Two path that Angelo State's going to have to walk? It's going to be a tough one. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to have, especially when you get a buy, it's kind of tricky. How do you work that buy? For them, uh, Coach Gersh thinks that that's just a blessing because they haven't had a buy this year. The D2 teams played 11 straight weeks. So to have a, some time off to will help them get a little healthier, they're going to need to make sure they're ready and ready to perform in their first game. The one that I think is probably the most challenging to get out of the region is Colorado School of Mines, mm-hmm. who beat them last year. They returned the favor earlier this season. I believe it was week two. They beat them in overtime. So that that could be that would be just an absolute salty, fun, physical battle at Division Two. And if they get through the region, 
you look nationally, Grand Valley State and Ferris State are in a, the same region. And in either one of those teams, you're talking defending national champions in Ferris State and Grand Valley, who has all the tradition of of, um, of a Notre Dame. They're the Notre Dame of Division Two. So it, it, whoever comes out of there is going to be tough. It, it is definitely to win a national title like Casey Keeler of Sam Houston says, you have to get lucky. And, and so the Rams are going to have to get lucky, but they definitely have the talent they need to do it. Uh, and finally, talking with, <clears throat> excuse me, talking with Corey Hogue, our small college insider here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF Today. Uh, let's move up to FCS where uh, big uh, doings coming up this Sunday with the FCS Selection Show. Um, from a Texas-based perspective, um, what are you expecting? Play our, be our chief bracketologist for the FCS level. Uh, what, uh, what are you expecting to see from the Texas schools when they roll out the brackets on, on Sunday? I have really good news. Hmm. We're going to have a top-seeded team. One of the top eight seeds will be UIW. Mm-hmm. And, and boy, have they ever earned that with Lindsey Scott Jr. and that offense is humming. And that defense is even better than they were last year. What G.J. Kinney has done and that staff has done there in, in one season with the Cardinals is so impressive. They definitely should be candidates or or definitely win the, co- the, the coach of the year. However, there's another challenger, and that's a team – that if they win Saturday, they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to win the WAC title, and they're likely they're in the lead for the A-Sun WAC power ranking, however that gets figured out. And, and that's Abilene Christian. Mm-hmm. And if they have to beat SFA on on Saturday at home, it's not going to be easy. That's going to be a tough game against the, an SFA team that's kind of reeling. But if the Wildcats can do that, there's another coach that's got a chance to be Coach of the Year nominee because you, you have Coach Keith Patterson out there who was defensive coordinator at Texas Tech last year. First season at Abilene Christian. Went and got Maverick MacGyver at quarterback. Brought in a lot of really good players. And, and he's just so even keel. That team has taken on his personality, and they're getting better every single week. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, before we go, before we let you go, uh, I know you were in the office yesterday, and and um, and and you came with your your lovely wife Alicia, and and uh, we love when she comes by. You're we you we can take her leave. <laughs> we love when she comes by because she brings gifts. And Mallory, I think we've got a picture uh, of, we of what, what came do. in. There it is. That's right. Uh, can you can you explain what your wife did and why we have a big ten cake in our office? <laughs> Well, well, for starters, I'm married way above any pay grade I'll ever achieve. <laughs> that is for sure. And and she was itching to get back up there. She loves bacon. She loves bringing you guys stuff. And so, you know, she's a big Rutgers fan. Now you've got a, a fellow Big Ten fan over there, Michigan State, with Mallory. And so she had this idea when they played last weekend to bake a cake. And she did. And I, let me tell you. That woman is far more talented than I'll ever be. <laughs> Not only does she put up with me, but the way she did the logos, those just came out perfect. And then she was what she's most worried about was the taste. And, and I don't think there's ever any doubt. That woman's never made anything that, that hasn't tasted delicious. Mm-hmm. Well, Corey, not only did it look good, it tasted even better. So yeah. really appreciate you guys coming in and bringing us that treat yesterday. How's, oh, hey, yeah, they, and she that that'll make her so happy. She will love to hear that. How how is who else? What other show can talk about the American Southwest Conference 
and then talk about the Lone Star <laughs> Conference, and then talk about the the WAC A Sun Alliance, and then go and talk about Big Ten. I mean, who else can do that? No one. Nobody else. That's no all we get. That's that's what you expect when we talk with Corey Hogue, our small college insider here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Corey, appreciate your time, my friend, and uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Hey, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be in Abilene for that big one, and uh, man, that's going to be a fun, fun weekend, fun few weeks ahead for us. It'll be fun. Appreciate you, bud. Thank you. There he goes, Corey Hogue, small college insider for Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Uh, getting a nice overview as the small college um, playoffs get going, of course. Uh, and do you want to plug the uh, Craven and, uh, and and Corey's podcast? Oh, yes. Uh, make sure to go check out the DCTF Small College podcast. It is our college insider, Mike Craven, and then our small college insider, Corey Hogue. They put out one every Tuesday where they recap the week before, and they also give you a quick preview into the next upcoming week. So please go check that out. It's on our Twitter page. So. And it's in the ROF feed, right? Yes, it's yeah. in the ROF feed. So, so if you, you subscribe to Republic of yes, Football, you you'll get, get, it. You'll get yeah, the normal Republic of Football shows and then these 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 kind of uh, small college bonus shows. Yep. So we appreciate Corey Hogue hopping on with us. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. <clears throat> Mallory. That's not the right logo. Mallory. <laughs> Mallory. Texas high school football playoffs <laughs> are rolling on into the area around 176 UIL Texas high school football games across the state. And you picked all of them. Scattered hither and yon. Did I pick all of them? I think so. How do you know? Because I had to sit there for six hours and edit it. Here's the picks. My high school football predictions for the area round of the playoffs on Texas football today. It's the area round of the 2022 Texas high school football playoffs and the stakes could not be higher. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks, your guide to the Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. And after a wild and woolly first round of the Texas high school football playoffs, we are back for more into the area round of the playoffs and 176 UIL Texas high school football games scattered hither and yon across the state. And would you look at that? Those are my picks. I'm once again predicting every single Texas high school football game across the state at the UIL level. If I do not mention it out loud, then it's going to be on the scroll over here. But if I do mention it out loud, it's not going to be on the scroll. So save your comments. Uh, there are huge games everywhere you look. We start in Arlington. 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon at Globe Life Field in Arlington. It's a 5A Division II clash between the South Oak Cliff Golden Bears and the Lovejoy Leopards. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Sox offensive woes. Let's not parse words here. This has been a mess offensively for South Oak Cliff for pretty much the entire season. Obviously, last year, having quarterback Kevin Henry Jennings was such an important part of what they were able to do offensively en route to that historic state championship. But this year, their offense has just been stuck in the mud. Last week against uh, Mansfield Summit, they had just 126 yards of total offense, just 2.6 yards per play. That's just not going to cut it. They're trying to figure out what the quarterback situation is. Is it Trey Walton? Is it Carter Capecchi? They're trying to 
find a way to get this offense going. Maybe the addition of Javon Thomas, the Texas A&M commit, back from injury will spark some life into this offense. But make no mistake, this South Oak Cliff offense is in a rut right now. They need to get out of it quickly if they're going to win another state championship, and especially if they're going to get past this round. Can they find some offensive consistency? Key number two, the main event. So let's talk about one of the great strength-on-strength matchups that you're going to see in Texas high school football all year long. That's the Lovejoy receiver core against the South Oak Cliff secondary because both these teams may lay claim to having the finest unit in America. I mean that. When you take a look at Lovejoy, they are absolutely loaded with Parker Livingstone and Jackson Lavender and, and Kyle Parker. This team has playmakers everywhere out wide. On the other side, South Oak Cliff may have the best secondary in the nation. When you take a look at Malik Muhammad and Javon Thomas and Taylor Starling, they have dudes everywhere. This is Clash of Titans stuff. This is main event stuff. And the winner of that matchup, the Lovejoy wide receiver core and the South Oak Cliff secondary is probably going to win this game. So who wins the main event? And key number three, champions advantage. So South Oak Cliff is the reigning 5A Division II state champions. And last year, in route to that title, they really throttled Lovejoy in a game right after they beat Alito. They didn't skip a beat and cruised past the Leopards uh, in a regional final matchup. And Lovejoy hasn't forgotten about that. They've wanted a piece of South Oak Cliff ever since that. They kind of got embarrassed there in the playoffs. But it does take a little something extra to beat a state champion. I think you see that everywhere you go. It's hard to take the crown from somebody in South Oak Cliff has the crown. Now Lovejoy is certainly capable of doing that. I think that their defense can make plays at the key moment. Of course, they've got that outstanding offense, but is that going to be enough? That'll be enough in a lot of games, right? But maybe not against a state champion. It takes that little bit of extra. So does Lovejoy have what it takes to overcome the champion's advantage? Who am I picking? I'm going with South Oak Cliff. The defending state champs get the nod because to be the man, you got to beat the man. Now, Lovejoy's got an opportunity to beat the man. I think the receiver core is special, special, special. I think their offense is an opportunity to cook, but they are going up against one of the very best defenses in the state, and I'm not sure anybody at the 5A Division II level can move the ball consistently against South Oak Cliff. Now, I've got huge concerns about the South Oak Cliff offense, major concerns, and they need to answer those sooner as opposed to later. But I do think they find just enough offense and that defense does the rest, I think the Golden Bears get back to the regional semifinals. Let's go to 6A, 7 o'clock Friday night at the Ford Center in Frisco. It is a 6A Division II clash between unbeaten Denton Geyer and unbeaten Highland Park. How's this for an area round matchup? One of only two matchups of unbeatens in the state of Texas. We'll get to the other one a little bit later. Highland Park's very quietly gone 11-0 in their first year back at the 6A ranks. I think quarterback Brennan Storer has been great. Wide receiver Grayson Schenk has grown into that true number one target and their defense has been very good as well allowing just 14 points per game but this is their biggest test of the year by a pretty considerable margin and especially their big first big test in two months I mean they rolled through their district and Denton Geyer is a different animal Jackson Arnold their quarterback is a star Landon sides out wide has been fantastic of course they've got that do-it-all athlete in the backfield of both sides there with Peyton Bowen and that I think might be the difference can Peyton Bowen make one or two extra plays now Highland Park has a way of coming up with a little bit of magic in the playoffs. They're fond of saying that Scott's find a way. They'll need to find a way against one of the very best teams in the state of Texas. I think this game is close, but I do think Geyer gets the win. 7.30 p.m. Friday night.
tonight at Memorial Stadium in Victoria. It is a 4A Division One area round matchup between the Corpus Christi Callahan Wildcats and the San Antonio Davenport Wolves. You want to talk about a pedigree disparity. Cal Allen's looking for their all-time 93rd playoff win in their program history, while San Antonio Davenport is looking for their second in their first year as a varsity program. It's been really impressive to see this Davenport team go with running back Shaston Golden. He's going to go over the 2,000-yard mark in this game uh, the, on the season, and he has been spectacular. The real driving force behind what's been a very special year for the Wolves in their first UIL season. Going up against Cal Allen, who is a little bit different under first-year coach Steve Campbell. They're actually throwing the ball a fair amount with Bryce Burnett, their quarterback, but same old, same old defense has been fantastic, led by Jude Hernandez. That's where I think for Davenport they've got to match that defensive intensity for Calon. Davenport's allowing a little under 30 points a game. That's not going to cut it against Calon. They need to play their best defensive game of the year. I think Cal Allen comes away with a close win. 7 o'clock Friday night at Prim Stadium in Sulphur Springs to 3A Division II area round matchup between the Dangerfield Tigers and the DeKalb Bears. And I think we could be in for an East Texas shootout in this one because two Big-time offenses are going to fire at one another. DeKalb, I think, is a bit of a sleeper in 3A Division II. Love what they bring offensively with quarterback Caleb Dooley and running back Winky Williams, who has been excellent, at almost as good as his name is. But they're going up against a Dangerfield offense that I think can match them score for score uh, with Chase Johnson, the quarterback spot, big-time prospect out wide, and Jakevian Rogers. They're also able to run the ball pretty well with Deco Wright at the running back spot. So who comes with stops? That's the real question in this one. I think this is going to be a track meet back and forth, but I get the very slight edge to Dangerfield. 6 o'clock Friday night at Pirate Stadium in Woodrow. It's a 2A Division I area round matchup between the Cisco Lobos and the Stratford Elks. Is Stratford the most under-the-radar, undefeated defending state champion ever? Like, they might be. They've won 23 games in a row, y'all. They've been fantastic. The defending 2A Division II state champs make the move up to 2A Division I and are making it look pretty easy. Defense has been fantastic with Julio Valdez and the one-two punch offensively with Bryce Braden at the quarterback spot and Zane Burr running the ball has been very hard to stop. Here comes Cisco, who I do think is playing their best football of the year right now. Quarterback Hunter Long is in complete command of this offense. Their defense has been pretty darn good. Really smothered Reagan County last week. I think this is a coin flip game really and truly and and it could really go either way. I think it's going to come down to one or two plays maybe in uh, special teams or a turnover late but I do think I give the edge to Cisco. And 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Archie Warwick Memorial Stadium in Lubbock. It's a 1A Division 2 area round matchup between the Klondike Cougars and the Whit Harrell Panthers. Fascinating matchup here. I think Klondike's a lot better than their 8-3 and three record indicates. They played a very tough schedule and I think that their spread back Creed Warren's really starting to cook as the season has gone on, but they'll have a big test this week against Whit Harrell, whose defense has been fantastic, allowing just 20 points per game. That's really good at the six-man level. And they've got a big-time playmaker themselves in Shamadric Weaver. They're going to be throwing haymakers back and forth at one another. I think this game is close and comes down to one score at the end, but I do think that Klondike gets the win. But those are far from the only big games in the area round of the Texas high school football playoffs. Remember, if I don't mention your game out loud, my pick is scrolling on the left side of your screen. Let's get to the lightning round.
In 6A Division 1, I think Atascacita beats Clear Springs, and North Crowley stays perfect with a win over El Paso Pebble Hills. San Benito gets by San Antonio Taft, and I like Spring Westfield over Klein Collins. 6A Division 2 now, I like DeSoto over Rockwall Heath. Give me Humble Summer Creek to take down Alvin Shadow Creek, and I like Austin Vandegrift over Converse Judson. 5A Division 1 now, Alito beats Lovett Cooper, but keep an eye on that one, and I like Longview over Frisco Lone Star. I'm going with Smithson Valley over Manville, and in the Rio Grande Valley's best chance to make a state semifinal in years. I think PSJA North gets by Corpus Christi Miller. 5A Division 2 now. I like Argyle over Wichita Falls Rider. Give me Alamo Heights to take down Gregory Portland. And I like Austin LBJ in a close one over Port Natchez Groves. 4A Division 1. I like Brownwood over Canyon. Tyler Chapel Hill gets by Bay City. And what could be a wild shootout. I like Anna over Stephenville. 4A Division 2 now. Wichita Falls Hershey gets by Upstart Canyon West Plains. And Aubrey beats Center. Give me Cuero over Sealy And Sinton beats Lago Vista. 3A Division 1 now. I like Bushland over Jim Ned, and ooh, we're getting to the good stuff in Region 2. I like Malakoff over Winsboro. Lano wins a squeaker over Goliad, and give me Franklin over Anawak. Close games to call in 3A Division 2. I like Bells over Comanche. Give me Poth over Bowling, and Wall gets by Childress. To 2A Division 1 we go. Beckville gets by Joaquin. I like Flatonia over Three Rivers, and to keep an eye on this one in Central Texas, I like Crawford just barely over Coleman. 2A Division 2 now. I like Wellington over Sudan, and Price Car Carlisle gets by Wortham. Albany takes down Munster, and Chilton beats Brackettville. And down in the 1A ranks, in 1A Division 2, I like Lorraine over Richland Springs, and in 1A Division 1, I'm going with Happy over Knox City, and Abbott beats Gilmer Union Hill in that other match of unbeatens. And those are the picks. I picked all 176 UIL Texas high school football playoff games. Guarantee I got at least one of those right. And so now you can let me know what am I wrong about. Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com where you can find complete coverage of the 2022 Texas high school football playoffs at TexasFootball.com slash playoffs. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the area round of the Texas high school football playoffs. We'll see you.